fighting to combat tyranny one state at a time, starting with Wisconsin. This is the Badger State Resistance Podcast, brought to you by Liberty and Freedom. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Badger State Resistance. My name is Dan, and I'll be your host today. You know, um, education. I mean, it's key. I mean, I mean, we send our kids to school all the time, you know, because we want them to be educated. We then send them to higher education, you know, universities and colleges, and, uh, you know, because we want them to learn. But I'm curious. I'm curious if uh, our educators are not all that educated. You see, um, the nation has been told that we have to be inclusive of the transgender community, that men that feel that they're women, you know, is just the most, you know, it's just, it's normal. And we need to normalize it. You know, women that want to be men. We just need to normalize it. You know, and, and, and I, I, you know, forget biology, you know, the pronouns, you know, call me ma'am. Dude, you got a five o'clock shadow, you know. But hey, that's America today. That's America today. You know, trans women, those are men who feel that they're women are 66 times more likely to have AIDS, HIV, I should say. And um, and that, that's a sad number. It really is. Wouldn't wish AIDS on anybody. But we're pushing this on our school, uh, on our school children. You know, normalizing it by, uh, you know, having topless parties at uh, at the White House. You know, I mean, if you're a liberal and you didn't see the news, I mean, look it up. <laughs> you know, it's just this has been it, it, it's super normal. You know, it almost reminds me of uh, the 1980s. In reverse. You know, when bathhouses, let's say in uh, San Francisco, you know, when uh, AIDS began to decimate the gay community in San Francisco, there was a battle to uh, close the gay bathhouses. On the other side of the country in New York City, you know, the authorities, you know, did the same thing. They closed gay bathhouses in response to the HIV AIDS crisis. Now, for all of you born, you know, year 2000, you know, late 90s, you know, this is probably news to you. It, it really must be, you know, because you're thinking, oh, well, you know, that w- that happened then. This is not something that happens now, Daniel. Apple and oranges. But then you just go back a few days ago. And in Boston, there was a transgender party. 
They had to, you know, the first responders had to show up because there was a dead guy there. There were sex toys and drugs. And you're saying, well, you know, they're adults. The problem is, is they found four or five kids hidden by another transgender in a room. I mean, these are the people that we feel, and I know that not all transgenders are, uh, are, are not responsible folks. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying is that we have been told to normalize transgenderism as it's just the most normal thing in the world. In the meantime, I get email after email from folks saying that they're having a hard time being able to find, get an appointment with a mental health specialist because they're all booked out a year in advance or the insurance or, you know, it's just people are unable to find mental health. Why? Well, the ones that have offices... You know, after the pandemic, you know, people went nuts. So everybody's in counseling. Everybody's seeing a shrink. So there's not enough mental health folks out there to help folks. But, I mean, when you say trans women, 66% more likely to ha- uh, to have AIDS. Why is that? Why is that? I mean, how does that compare to gay men having AIDS? You know? And then uh, trans men, these are women who think they're men, are seven times more likely to have AIDS or HIV. You know? I mean, there's currently. Well, I shouldn't say currently, but. There's a round. Let's just say, I don't know if the number's higher or lower. I don't know exactly when the statistic was taken, but there's 1.2 million people living with HIV in the U.S. And there are more than 35,000 new infections each year. Reported infections each year. Okay. But open your schools. Open up your schools to a health crisis. All right. Not only a mental health crisis that's not being met, but now you have a medical crisis where you have, you know, people have health care concerns. This woke inclusion of these individuals into our schools is something that should concern us all, even if you are a member of the LBG community who have children, you should be concerned. And if you don't have children, you shouldn't even have an opinion. Personally, that's the way I feel. All right. You know, this is something that parents should be concerned about because we're teaching children that this lifestyle is acceptable. And in a way, they're even making it appealing. All right. They're making it appealing that they may have, you know, get AIDS 
you know, and be, you know, part of that 66% times more likely to have HIV. I mean, what are we teaching our kids and our young adults? You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is a ticking time bomb with these, you know, that w- w- the, the groomers are grooming our children and young adults, and it is a ticking time bomb. If these numbers are today's numbers, 66% more likely to have HIV, what do you think it's going to be in 5, 10, 15 years if we continue to educate our children the way we are? You know, and like, and I, I won't even criticize a politician for supporting this kind of crap because they're politicians, they're liars, they're fakers. They're looking for a vote. They don't care about your children. They don't care about you. They don't care if you wear a dress. I mean, they're so open minded as long as you open up your wallet and give them your vote. That's all they care about. But back to our educators. Are they oblivious to the health risks? Well, I would say everybody wants to say, oh my God, they probably just don't realize it. Until you look at where, I shouldn't say where, the preferred careers of members of the LBGTQ community plus XYZ community um, like to work? What, what, what are their preferred um, careers? Yeah, number one is uh, training and development specialist and managers. Okay, so training and development specialist. You know, I mean, <laughs> they get involved in classrooms and training facilities. All right. You know, number two, social and community service managers. Well, what do you think they do? Well, one of the things they do is they uh, suggest and implement improvements to programs and services. Yeah. You know, they plan and manage outreach activities for increased awareness of programs. You know. Okay, that's number one and two. Number three, technical writers. Number four, occupational therapists. Number five, massage therapists. Number six, urban and regional planners. Number seven, producers and directors. (laughs) Yeah, that would explain Disney movies nowadays or just any kind of movie, you know. Number eight, post-secondary teachers. Well, that's just weird, isn't it? Yeah. Then number nine, probation officers and correctional treatment specialists. Folks. um, We have allowed a society, a group of our society, a group of our citizens to come into our schools, 
They're coming into the planning phases of education. They're coming into the planning phases of social services, training, everything that has to do with education. And we're putting them in charge. All right. So they are going to teach sex ed as if it was the most normal thing in the world and the byproduct of 66% of you ending up with AIDS or HIV will be something that I'm sure they will omit. All right. Now, the thing that gets me is that 66% more likely to get AIDS if you're a trans woman You know, how educated are you? I mean, really, how educated can you be that you don't know that, hell, even in just normal, everyday sex between heterosexuals, you can get AIDS with unprotected sex or, you know, or if not, you know, 10,000 other things, you know, AIDS is... HIV is not a a fun thing to go through. All right. It isn't. I I, I just don't understand why our educators are not looking at the health risks and opening the doors to folks who don't care about health risks, you know? I mean, it, it... Am I seeing something that nobody else is? I get it. If you're part of that community, you say, oh, you're exaggerating, you're just, you know, inflating, whatever. But I mean, folks, you know, we went ballistic with masks. And if you didn't wear a mask, you couldn't go in school because you can get people sick with COVID. All right. (laughs) But we'll just open our doors up to a group of folks that have a higher incidence of getting HIV and exposing those folks to our children as role models. What do you think will happen if we continue this in 5, 10, 15 years. All right. And why is it that we have such a lack of mental health availability, even with folks with insurance who are unable to get, you know, the appointments that they need because these doctors are packed for a year in advance. These counselors are they're packed. So we just allow people to go nuts and you say, well, you know, it can't be that bad. If you can strip on the White House lawn, then things must be really good. You know, it drives me up the wall. It really does. It really does. And, you know, I was going to spend a lot more time on this, but I think I've made my point. 
So let me know. 1848 BSR Dan at gmail.com. Let me know. You know, I mean, Dan, are you just out of there? Out there? <laughs> you know, retire, please, again? I don't know. Just let me know. Short podcast. Take care. Talk to you soon.